Right after that, I started having uh, these special forces and Delta Force and Navy SEALs and Air Force Special Operations join my Bible study. Now, I'm a pencil neck geek bureaucrat, and I thought it was God's little irony that these uh, he-men and killers would join a Bible study that that I would lead, and I, I keep up with most of them, you know, to this day. I'm uh, Bud Greenberg. I live in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I'm 66 years old, <sighs> and uh, I, I work for the Department of the Army at the Pentagon. So I reported to the Pentagon in July of 1992, and my sponsor was a Bible study leader there. He says, "What?" why don't you come with me to Friday noon Bible study? So I went with him. Afterwards, I said, oh, that was awesome. I want to be a leader. So he goes, well, why don't we pray about it and wait until the Lord's timing? So every few months, I would nag him about becoming a Bible study leader. So finally, in the spring of 1994, almost two years later, he says, okay, I think you're ready, and I want you to lead with this other guy. We're going to have a luncheon, and then I'll announce it, and then the two of you can lead. So we go to the luncheon, he announces it, and then afterwards, the other guy I'm supposed to lead with, who I know pretty well, says, um, I need to talk to you and a couple of the other guys. So we go into the restaurant and into a little foyer, and he goes, uh, I have something to share. I am under court-martial for soliciting men for sex in the Pentagon gym. So the other two guys look to me, and they sort of say, well, you're our leader, do something. So I was like, okay. So I said, well, let's hold hands. And then I said, um, you know, Fred, we can't undo what's done, but we can endeavor from this moment on to walk holy before the Lord, and we'll see what the Lord does. So we held hands, and I prayed, and and then I walked back to work, and then the Lord spoke to me by the Holy Spirit and says, uh, what about you? So I thought, well, what about me? So uh, at my church that weekend, I sought out one of the men of the church, and I said, uh, you and I are going to become accountability partners. And so he goes, to me, he says, okay, but what's an accountability partner? And I said, well, you know, I don't know, but I th why don't we find out together? So a uh, long story short, we walked with our friend Fred. Uh, he was court-martialed. We were at his court-martial. Uh, he had been sexually molested as a child, and uh, we supported him. And his wife, when he shared it with his wife, uh, she really had a godly reaction. And then they became leaders in this uh, ministry for other sexually broken people. And through their reconciliation to each other and to the Lord, they've been able to minister to hundreds and thousands these next 25 years of people that have like testimonies. And, uh, you know, I, I realized you know, it's not me, it's the Holy Spirit's anointing. And, you know, I was uh, a leader through off and on over the next 20-some years. Uh, right after that, I started having uh, these special forces and Delta Force and Navy SEALs and Air Force Special Operations join my Bible study. 
Now, I'm a pencil neck geek bureaucrat, and I thought it was God's little irony that these uh, he-men and killers would join a Bible study that, that I would lead, and I, I keep up with most of them, you know, to this day. You know, when the Lord puts you in a position, uh, if he appoints you, he'll also anoint you. And then I, you know, that during the time, we would have these Bible studies, and we'd never get to the Bible study because I would go, hello, and then we'd go around and share, and then usually somebody had a significant issue, and and then they'd, you know, break down, and then we'd lay hands on them and pray, and that, that was the hour. So the my Bible study leaders would say, you know, you're, you're there to lead a Bible study, and I go, you know, I... I try to get the the Bible, I said, but, you know, I go, hello, how are you? And then, you know, an hour later, we're done ministering, and I I figure that's the, you know. And so what they did is they took the most conservative Baptist senior leader guys, and then they paired them with me. And so I I said, you know, you're, uh, you got to know what you're walking into. So, you know, there'd be a dozen guys in the study, and they would sit down, and it's like, we really need to go through the the Bible, and I'm like, well, let's let's pray f- first, and then an hour later. <laughs> so I, I always had difficulty actually getting into the Word and going through the Bible study on these things. In fact, uh, my my favorite story was there was this one one guy, um, special ops Delta Force guy that the these other guys they worked in the office, and on Monday this guy was a heathen, you know, and then. The Holy Spirit got convicted, and on Wednesday, they led him to Christ. So I'm setting up for my Friday Bible study. The guy comes early. He introduces himself, and he goes, I'm scared of you. I'm like, you're scared of me? I'm just a pencil neck geek bureaucrat. You're the killer. He goes, no, no. So they tell me what goes on in these Bible studies, and I, I, I have no idea. I just came early just to see for myself. So guys come in. We sit down, and I said, um, does anybody have any prayer requests? And the guy raises his hand, a brand new believer, at like 48 hours old, and he goes, I have two friends of mine that are going through brain surgery right as we speak. So I said, why do we hold hands and can you pray for them? He goes, I've, I've never prayed out loud before. I don't know what to do. I said, give it a shot. So we held hands and he prayed this most anointed prayer. And then, so I'm holding hands with two of my other brothers. One guy is a uh, uh, Navy SEAL, and tears are streaming down his face. The other guy's Air Force Special Operations. The guy looks like Superman, and he's got snot running down his nose because they realized, I mean, the power of God that took this guy who was earlier in the week lost, and now is praying what we all recognize as anointed prayer for these two People and uh, the end result was is that uh, one guy uh, he led to Christ, and the other one, you know, he held his hand as he as he you know went off into eternity. And it's just uh, boy, what what God can do when you just decide to show up. Wow! So it's it's not always like that every week, but um, uh, the Lord has a way of doing things. So yeah, looking back at that time, what did God teach you? about relationship because it seems that what was happening there primarily 
was relationship, and we know that that's what God seeks with us, right? So I, I could see the the hesitation of a leader saying, "Man, you need to go through the Bible," because we know how important the Word is. But what I'm hearing from you was this really just encounter、uh, through relationship. So I'm just curious, what did God teach you about relationship in that time? Well, there was this guy named Doug. So one of the other guys in the Bible study says, "Will you talk to this guy?" Because he's a brand new Christian and he needs a lot of help, so I met with Doug, and you know, so like sin is sort of like a bingo board, and you know, you sort of cover spaces on your particular sins, but rarely do you find somebody who's like committed every sin so their bingo board is covered. This guy had his bingo board covered, so after I got done talking to it to him. You know, I I went to the Lord. I was like, you know, this is too hard. I mean, this guy is is so afflicted、um, that it's going to take some something beyond me. And the Lord spoke to me, and by the Holy Spirit, He says, "No." He says, "All you got to do is is check up on him." So three times a week, I would call Doug. I'm like. Doug, how are you? He goes. Well, I was in the metro, and this guy stepped in front of me. I was going to smash him one in the head. I said, "Did you do it?" He goes, "No." I said, "Doug, good for you." <laughs> and you know, it was it was that type of、uh, uh, thing, and just the Lord, you know, sort of cleaned him up in one week at a time. And the Lord just said three times a week, call Doug and say, "Doug, how are you?" That, that's what I would do. And just to watch the Lord work on his life, and、uh, um, you know, he became stellar in the church. And I mean, just you know, just how the Lord does things is that He'll take、uh, broken pieces of and of a jar of clay, and then you know, put it, put the pieces back together by His power. And、uh, I mean, it, it is. It's it's all about people and relationships. That's. That's it, and then the the word mixed in because it's the word of God that is、uh, sharper than a two-edged sword. Now, I would love to, for you to share your、um, salvation testimony of how you came to Jesus. So,、uh, growing up Jewish in Rochester, New York,、um, our community was about a third Jewish, third Protestant, and third Catholic, and maybe like zero zero percent Christian. So, I. The whole idea, you know, I grew up thinking, well, so the Protestants were the bigots, the Catholics worship statues, and being Jewish, you know, we we knew that, you know, we had no idea, but we knew the things that we knew is that these Protestants and Catholics that couldn't possibly be the right way to God. So,、um, just I grew up in a Reformed temple, which is. In a very liberal, it's sort of like a, a Unitarian church with Jews in it. It's really reform, and、um, but I knew the Bible studies, and I went to college, and then I thought to myself,、um, you know, I could take a semester off, and then because I like baseball, I could go down to baseball and go to professional umpire school, see if I could be a professional baseball umpire. So I went down to Florida. I got off the plane in Tampa, and then、um, the van met me, and there was this me and this other guy in the van, and they took us out to the fields. And this guy says to me, he introduces himself, and he says, "Can I tell you about Jesus?" I'm like, 
talk to talk to me however you want to talk to me. That's fine. So he he shares uh, how he came to faith in Christ, what that meant to him, and the plan of salvation. And then after he's done, he says, "Well, what do you think?" And so I thought to myself, "Well, I'll share what I feel." So I said, "Well, you know, it's okay. You know, being Jewish, it's okay for me if you're a Christian. I'll still be your friend." And then Don and I were friends throughout the Empire course. I was not a very good umpire, so I never became a professional umpire. And I sort of lost track of him uh, for about a year, and then he contacted me out of the blue, and he goes, hey, I need another usher for my wedding. Would you consider flying out to Michigan and being an usher in my wedding? And I said, well, sure. So I flew out from Boston, where I was going to college, to uh, Detroit, and then in Ann Arbor, Michigan, I was in his wedding, and then now my wife, Sue, was the maid of honor, and that's how we met. And uh, a year later, I asked her to marry me, and uh, we were discussing about uh, what it meant to be a mixed-faith couple. So we decided that we would support each other's religions and that if I went to temple, she'd come with me, and then if she went to church, I would go with her. So... Uh, I was in the army, uh, joined the army, and then uh, got stationed in Germany. And uh, we started going to the chapel. And uh, there was, you know, a Jewish community that I would go to a few times a year. And I went to church. Uh, the chaplain gave the gospel invitation every week. I, you know, shook his hand. I even sang in the ch chapel choir. But I had absolutely no idea what the gospel was, what it meant, what I had to do about it, what the invitation was. I was just, it went right over my head, and, and it did for years. Um, and then we were, I took an um, assignment elsewhere in Germany, and uh, without telling Sue, and that, that didn't go well. And so we had some difficulties after we moved, and so I went to a, a social worker, and I said, you know, we're having difficulties uh, with our move. Um, what do I do? So the social worker says, well, what do you like to do? I said, well, I like to go to the track and the casinos and gamble. So then the guy says, well, what does your wife like to do? I, I said, well, she likes going to church and Bible studies. So the social worker says, well, why don't you do something that your wife likes to do? So, you know, I thought, well, it's never crossed my mind. So I came back and I went to Sue. I said, hey, why don't we go to a Bible study? So she'd been, I found out later she'd been praying about it, but she felt to wait and, and let me uh, propose that rather than her dragging me. So we show up at this guy's house the following Monday and there's a number of couples there and he, he says, well, there's a new a couple here. Can you inter introduce yourself? So I said, well, I'm Bud Greenberg, my wife, Sue. I said, I'm Jewish. So the guy interrupts me and he says, you're Jewish? Wow, you're an expert on the scriptures. So we're just finishing up the study and we're going to start the book of Esther. And since you know it a lot better than us being Jewish, will you teach us? So never having been to a Bible study before, I thought to myself, well, I guess this is the accepted protocol, so I didn't want to disappoint the guy, so I go, okay, I'll, I'll teach you. So uh, I got home, I took out a Bible, I started in Genesis 1, and I flipped through until I found Esther, then I read Esther, and then I taught it for the next several weeks. And it really gave me a, 
not having read the Bible before in my life, it gave me a desire to read more. So I thought to myself, well, maybe I'll read the New Testament. So I started in the book of Matthew, and I got up to the Sermon on the Mount, and then I put the book down, and I said, you know, what Jesus is asking these people to do is something that's impossible. You, you just can't live this way. And so after a while, I thought to myself, you know, maybe that's just the point. Maybe you can't live that way on your own, but maybe you really need to come to Jesus so that he can empower you to live a, a life the way he's asking uh, you to live. So long story short, um, I came to faith in Christ on Easter Sunday, 1981. And I went and I told Sue, I said, look, you know, I prayed in my bedroom by myself to receive Jesus. Now I want you to promise never to share this with anybody for the rest of your life. And she goes, why? I said, well, for me, it's not a point of victory. It's a really a point of defeat. And what I mean is that I really have had to reevaluate everything I thought to be true in light of what the scriptures had to say. And so to me, it wasn't victorious. It was a, a matter of, you know, my old way of thinking was defeated. And then I really need to start learning what the scriptures have to say. Just a, a side note. So uh, in 1980, there was this group called the Moral Majority with Jerry Falwell was the leader of Moral Majority. So these uh, two unscrupulous uh, journalists interviewed him, just like we're interviewing now. And so they sold the interview to Penthouse Magazine. So Penthouse Magazine publishes, uh, you know, it's a big national thing at the time, interview with Jerry Falwell. So I thought to myself, well, this sounds interesting. So I bought Penthouse Magazine. So I read the Jerry Falwell interview. In it was... Uh, the plan of salvation, how to become a Christian, what do Christians believe, what does it mean to be moral? And so, you know, I, I read the interview in the Penthouse magazine and really became convicted. So one of the things I could say is, you know, I, I came to Christ by reading Penthouse magazine. So, I, And a few weeks later, I came to faith. So. <laughs> how has that, uh, that, that, that decision to become a follower of Jesus Christ. How, Looking back, how has that decision affected your life and your family's lives today? Well, I mean, so the Lord showed me two things right away. One is that I'm saved. I don't have to worry about being unsaved. And the second thing he showed me right off was that I'm a little behind in my studies. So once I started studying the Word of God, I, I really uh, was convicted that I needed to be all in. And, um, you know, I was baptized a year later, and the Lord started showing me through the Holy Spirit. He would put me in these situations that, so he could show me his power. Would you like me to tell you a story? Come on. So um, I got saved at Messiah College, July 4th, 1982. So three weeks later, I was in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, over a Saturday night. So I thought, you know, it's Saturday, and I, I have the weekend free. Why don't I go to church Saturday night? So I looked in the Fayetteville, North Carolina uh, church listings, 
in the paper, and there was one church that met uh, Saturday night. So Christian Fellowship House of Prayer. So I called them. I introduced myself. I said, hey, I'm, I'm at Fort Bragg, and can you direct me on how to get to your church for this evening service? So the phone drops, and there's a bunch of yelling and screaming on the other end, and then somebody else picks up the phone, and then gives me directions. So Saturday night, I show up out of town going down this dirt road to a trailer, like a trailer, park trailer. So I, I show up, and... So they look at me like I'm come, you know, from the moon or something. So they're like, I'm stranger to begin with. They looked at me like I was really strange. And so I, I sit down, the service starts, and then they say, uh, Brother Bud, do you do a singing? I go, do I sing? I guess I can sing. We think the Lord wants you to lead us in worship. So again, having not having been to very many churches, and especially not familiar with Southern churches, I was like, well, okay. So I got a hymnal. I knew Rock of Ages, uh, maybe one or two others. So I led worship. And then I sat down and they go, uh, Brother Bud, we feel that the Lord wants you to minister the word to us. So I got up, opened my Bible to what I had been studying and, and shared for a few minutes. And then after the service was over, they put the uh, a chair in the middle, and they say, C -c could you sit down? We want to pray for you. So these are uh, uh, Holy Ghost, uh, Pentecostal, something that, you know, even though I had been filled with the Holy Spirit three weeks earlier, I'd never really experienced anything quite like that before. So they, one of the things they said, can you raise your hands to the Lord? So I raised my hands to the Lord. They said, can you pray in tongues? I said, I sure I can. So I, I, I prayed in tongues, and they go, uh, Brother Bud, that's not loud enough. You need to pray louder. <laughs> so I did it, and then the service got done, and then afterwards, one of the women comes up to me, and, and she says, I saw you three weeks ago. I said, you did? I, I said, I was in Pennsylvania three weeks ago. And she goes, um, what happened to you three weeks ago? I said, well, I was... Uh, baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Spirit three weeks ago. She goes, three weeks ago, I prophesied that there would be a soldier coming out from Fort Bragg three weeks from now to minister to us, and uh, you're him. And so I came away from that. I'm like, oh, you know, what if, what if I signed myself up to? <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it was really one of the first instances of, coming across the power of the Holy Spirit and the um, the holiness of the Lord. And it's just, it's, it's not been the only time that something like that has happened to me. And um, it's, I mean, it's not like that happens every day. And I think the Lord did that, you know, when I was a new believer, so he could put me on the right path. Um, you know, to be honest, if somebody had come to me and said, okay, you're a Christian, you can't, you have to start doing A, and, a B, and C and not doing C, D, and F, I, that would have turned me off. And I, I really felt that, you know, I was in a place where the Holy Spirit had sort of to walk me through what it meant to really be a believer. It's not behaviors, 
per se, it's your relationship with the Lord. And inside of your relationship with the Lord comes your behaviors, not the other way around is backwards, and that's destined to fail. So that's how I learned. And I've got I've got a million stories like that. Oh, I, I I could tell. No, this is this is amazing. Uh, very quick, can you share, looking back, what Jesus has done in your life? Well, um, so I mean, personally, I I would have crashed and burned long ago. Um, my my wife and I, to be honest, when we got married. We did everything the opposite of what the Bible says about to be married, and uh, we really had to unlearn a lot. And it took us years and years to um, go through. Uh, we went through a lot of pain before we really got victory. Um, in 2000, uh, we separated for the second time, and I. Um, checked in a hotel and undid the TV and I had it out with God. And so I was, I thought in my mind I would sort of meditate on Ephesians 5, 22, three end of the chapter. And I started and the Holy Spirit said, no, you're, you're one verse off, start with verse 21. So Ephesians 5, 21 says, submit ye one to another as unto Christ. And that was the seminal moment in my life as a Christian. Um, so I, once I meditated on it, I realized that the word submit you one to another is unto Christ was unconditional. And then what the Lord showed me is, you know, you love your wife and then I'll do the rest. So, um, came back and I sat down with Sue. I'm like, okay, uh, we're going to separate. And she goes, yes. And She says, I want a, a separation agreement. And I said, okay. And she says, well, I wanted to say these things. And I said, okay. And then I would just, you know, submit to her because of what the word says. And then, um, and then she, you know, no matter what she asked, I said yes. And then it was initially uh, one step forward, two steps back. And then it was one step forward, one step back. And then it was two steps forward, one step back. And then um, four months after we separated on uh, Christmas of 2000, we got back and we redid our vows and we uh, we started walking as a, as a couple ever since. So, wow. I mean, we've had a lot of counseling and uh, a lot of uh, ministry, but it, you know, we're, to walk with the Lord is, it's worth it. If you will just, you know, seek his face and uh, respond to his leading. And uh, I've uh, been able to minister to uh, a lot of people, and uh, that that's always um, something I get a lot of pleasure about is, you know, I, I try not to gin it up, and I just let the Holy Spirit sort of bring me across people, and, and then I— Just uh, let the Lord do his thing. Mm 